A very warm welcome to Fly to Freedom, an eating disorder recovery podcast that aims to give hope and inspiration to others trapped in the dark prison of an eating disorder. To reach out and take steps to recover and fly to freedom and peace. I'm Julia Trahane, your host, an eating disorder recovery coach who is now living in freedom after 40 years of anorexia, orthorexia and exercise addiction. My mission is to give love and support to anyone who feels ready to start their recovery journey. I hope you enjoy this podcast. I'm very grateful to you for being here. Please like, follow and rate it to enable me to reach others who need help. Right, let's get on with today's episode. Just before we go into today's episode, so many people have asked me about my recovery and just how I managed to recover after 40 years of an eating disorder. If you are living in an eating disorder, I don't need to tell you that recovery is hard. You already know that. Unfortunately, many people try to recover by using their willpower to fight against the ED voice. This often ends up leaving you feeling exhausted, overwhelmed and stuck, living in the stress response. By choosing instead to surrender to the fact that the voice is there and having compassion for yourself in the moment will enable you to operate from the parasympathetic nervous system, which allows you to heal, grow and develop more helpful strategies. Because of this, I'm feeling called to offer for free a full week of recovery coaching that includes two one-to-one coaching sessions on Zoom, plus unlimited WhatsApp support for the entire week. This will give an opportunity to discover a path to recovery and the route to return to self-love without the exhausting battle with the ED voice. I totally believe that anyone can recover and I believe in you. This is something that I've chosen to do totally free because everyone deserves a chance to find peace and freedom that recovery brings to you. If this is calling to your heart and you'd like to see what recovery coaching is all about, Head to my bio on Instagram and click on the link. You've got this and I've got you. Hello and welcome to Fly to Freedom. Uh, Today I'm super excited because I have a really good friend of mine, Carla, who's going to be on the um, podcast with me. And it's not really an interview today. It was going to be a solo pod, but Carla's had a really similar journey to me. And we were chatting and it just came up all these different weird eating disorder behaviors. So I invited her to come on the podcast. So we might giggle a bit, but it's all good. And I just like to say that possibly this could be a triggering episode because there's going to be a lot of strange eating disorder behaviors. And if you're not in a good headspace to deal with that, um, perhaps just skip this episode and go to the next one and take care of yourself. Anyway, Carla, I'm so pleased to have you on. I'm so happy. Thank you so much, Julia. I can be more excited, as, as you said before. You are a very good friend. Um, I'm so proud of you in any, in any form. <laughs> so it's my honor to be here with you. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to have you here. And I'm super proud of you as well. We've both done amazing journeys, haven't we? Yeah. It's been a roller coaster, but... That's true. And we encourage each other. Like uh, when I read 
someone when you write something or wrote something during your process always encourage me I'm feeling like really close are related with your story and yeah I, I always feel encouraged with all your stories <laughs> and I do with you as well right even though this isn't an interview you can't get away without the quick fire questions so um what is one party trick you have or would like to have if you don't have one do you have a party trick i don't i think <laughs> could you like what is a party trick let's go start for that okay so it could be my brother used to sniff cotton up his nose and cough it out of his mouth that was his party trick how disgusting is that oh my gosh uh really cool dancing or magic tricks or oh, like some, some, some handstands I like or... to dance a lot I think I, li I like to dance a lot <laughs> awesome um, yeah maybe that's I if I hear music I'm not going to stop dancing I like it a lot <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant um when you were a little girl what did you want to be when you grew up I want to be first a teacher uh-huh I always like wants to teach and everything like that. Then after my mom said, no, it's not a good idea to be a teacher, <laughs> you know, because the money and all that kind of thing. So my dream just disappeared. <laughs> that, I know. And then I want to be an actress, of course. And all I show off. And again, my mom said, no, it's not a good idea. <laughs> need to study like a real career and then yeah I think that was my two most okay. um, ideas um what is your favorite smell hmm. I like lavender a lot lavender is like, like I like it in eucalyptus I like eucalyptus too like that kind of when oh my god yeah I like it and mint I think that's The must. Oh, nice. I really, really love the smell. And it's got a name, and I think it's petrichor. I don't know if I'm saying that right, though. It's the smell of, after you've had a hot day, the rain on dry ground. Oh, yeah. That's a, yes. oh, my God. What's the name? I think, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. I think it's petrichor or chore, C-H-O-R at the end, petrichor, chore, petrichor. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> But I, I like that as much. So like, you know, like wet. Yeah. It's an amazing it's smell. Like, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, what qualities do you most admire in other people? Well, I think for me, the people that is brave, because I sometimes think that I'm liking of being brave. So that brave to not just brave to, you know, show the muscles or that kind of fighting, like you know. Courage, courage, courage to face hard things. to face things or to show up or just go and continue and for the dreams that they had, like that kind of thing. I, I yeah. think that admiring in another people. And also, I think the capacity of just rest, I admire the people that can be rest and resting in all 
in all the sense, I don't know, because I can sit and rest, but you know, they are really delightful to rest and enjoy that part to be. Yeah. I really admire that people because uh, also I'm lacking of that. I think I kind of admire the, the things I like. <laughs> <laughs> um, and last one, what is the very best piece of advice you've ever been given? advice that someone gave it to me someone gave it to me yeah Mm. well I can say a lot but the last year maybe was um run to your fears I think that's you know that's really good (laughs) I think it's the most powerful for me in this moment because everything yeah. is here sometimes, or and if any everything feels like fear, and just okay, you need to run. Because yeah. I used to just not running into that, running out of the fear. <laughs> yeah. Feel the fear and do it anyway. That's true. We can do hard things. <laughs> yes. Oh boy, <laughs> can we? Okie dokie. Well, that was cool. Um, so today's episode I decided to do because I spent nearly all of last week baking and making food for my son's wedding. And I haven't done masses of baking like that since my recovery. And when I was deep in the eating disorder, it was something I did all of the time. I literally spent hours and hours every day baking, cooking, making elaborate foods. So doing the baking last week really brought a lot back to me and things were coming up that had made me stop and think like old behaviors, such as when I put the icing sugar into the mixing bowl and there's like a cloud of icing sugar dust comes up, isn't there? And I immediately held my breath and put my t-shirt over my nose because I always used to be so scared of inhaling calories from the icing sugar dust. And then last week I was just like, what am I doing? Why (laughs) why am I doing this still? And it was like an automatic behavior. And it got me thinking about all the strange little behaviors that you could have as part of an eating disorder that you don't always even realize are related to the eating disorder until you've recovered and you look back and think, wow, that was a bit fucked up. Why did I do that? So yeah, I thought I would make an episode about it. So yeah, my first one is the icing sugar cloud and being scared of actually lots of different smells of food, being scared of inhaling the calories through the smell of the food. And also, again, related to baking was if I got anything on my hands, I was scared I would absorb the calories through my skin. So I had to wash them really, really quickly. And I always had really sore and chapped hands because I was forever washing them to stop myself from inhaling calories, absorbing calories through my skin. Did you do any of those, Carla? (laughs) Well, uh, if we talk about cooking, like for sure, you know, like if you, something coming the same in your fingers and, you know, but by accident, you you made this in your lips or something. 
for sure it was like, oh no, this is going to be so bad. I need to move. And I just like at maybe 10, 15 minutes to my exercise because something came in my lip, right? So that's yeah. Not and then just, yeah, adding exercise to that part. <laughs> If I had something touch my lips like that, I would immediately be going straight to the tap to try and scrub it out of my mouth. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Very rough, right? I, because what's not nice? It's like something... No. Really, very dramatic thing, yeah. Yeah, really rough, like almost like a punishing scrubbing. Yeah, 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 yeah. horrible. And then also, as you say, well, when you cook for others, you, I don't know, but I used to put like, lot of sugar, a lot of the things that I cannot eat in them. Yes. I the others. Yeah. Like, oh, this is good. This even I feel bad because sometimes I now in my mind, like, okay, because I, I put a lot of sugar in something like even someone can say, this is too sugar. I say, no, it's good. It's not sugary. But in my mind, I want everybody consume what I've eaten consume. <laughs> oh, wow. I spent a lot of time cooking and I would I'd never eat any of it, but I would be so offended if somebody else said no. Yeah. I used to feed. I was like a massive feeder and I just used to want to watch them eat it. That's quite creepy, isn't it? <laughs> it is creepy. Yeah, me too. Like, I don't know you, but um, I just look in recipes and I have, it's funny because I have tons of recipe books <laughs> just for read it. Like, same. Not well, maybe try two or three recipes, but no, like something to just oh, look at this, look at this, and judge the recipe. I don't know that happened, like oh no, I can eat this, but just read it, and then oh no, this have potatoes, I cannot eat potatoes. And like in my initial, I trying to find something in that book that could be able to eat, but at the end, I've never been able to eat. (laughs) Isn't it amazing how our poor starved brains made us focus on food because that was what we were lacking and I had no idea that was why I was doing it at the time I just thought I must love cooking me too like (laughs) yeah like okay this I am really good cooker I love to cook and I'm and I you know like you put this label like I'm really good people because I'm serving to the others and cooking to others and I am not eating yeah they and did people tell you how strong you were not to eat what you cooked? Yeah. Yes, same. Yeah. So you kind of get praise for your cooking and praise for your strength of not eating your cooking. Yeah. And ah. the more like, well, not your family, but if you cook for someone else that is not your family, they are they are also proud of you. Like, oh, this is delicious. And you are not eating. That's why you keep so slim, right? Like, yes. Oh, you are not eating. Mm. I should. Should I? I should um, follow your steps. And in your was like, no, please don't follow my steps. <laughs> <laughs> I actually also used to take cakes and things to people in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know my reasons behind that. <laughs> oh my god! I, I can't believe that. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't know, I used to be jealous that the people when they win in a diet, even yeah. if I anything like if I hear someone in a diet, it's like, 
no, diets are bad. You shouldn't be there. But in my, in, inside of me, it's like yellow. So someone can be thinner than me. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. I think that might have actually been it when I look back that I wanted other people to eat so that I could be thinner. Oh, yeah. And it used to, I, I did actually get quite, oh, I don't suppose angry, pissed off if somebody didn't want to eat the cake. I was like, why don't you want it? What's wrong with my cake? Yeah, the same, like, yeah, that's true. And it's really something that makes you feel wrong and bad. And yeah, I remember that. Yeah, brought my my no nice Carla when someone didn't eat something like mm. yeah that's mean but I can say no to all all, all over other people other foods yeah right if someone cooks for you I won't be able to say no thank you I already ate thank you I'm not hungry thank you or you know a lot of excuses to yeah try to eat but no one can say no to you <laughs> the funny thing is I don't I used to think that I must really, really love cooking and that that was my thing. I don't actually enjoy cooking that much now. I don't dislike it, but I don't love it at all. It's just something that needs to be done. Wow, that's magic. Yeah. Because you don't need that. Yeah. You don't need that cup mechanism because you are eating now. Yeah. Although my family are quite disappointed that there's not constantly loads of cakes now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this is the bad part of recovery. This is the <laughs> bit that's disappointing to us because there was always cakes. <laughs> uh, well, in, in here in my house, it's like I'm cooking. To be honest, now I'm reflecting that I'm cooking less, I think. But I'm eating what I'm cooking. Yeah. So different. Like I'm cooking for me and for the others. Yeah. And you know what? I don't know. Because part of my journey... I used to be vegan or vegetarian. So mm. I used to cook just for me, right? And this is Same. just my food. And this is the rest, the food for the others. So no one can touch my food. It's like, this is my food. No one can touch it. And if someone just try a little bit, it's like, like really piss me off. I just said, like, this is my, what, how do you dare to eat this? You have your food and I made it for you. Eat your food. This is mine. Yeah. I was protective over my foods. And I I did vegan. I did vegetarian. I did fasting. That The anorexia loved the fasting. That was amazing. That was like, you could just literally not eat and have a really good excuse not to eat. Yes. And I did clean eating. I did <laughs> keto. <laughs> yeah. Just like all the different things that were just realistically excuses not to eat or cut out entire food groups. I was the last time I remember I was keto, but then I realized that keto is difficult to be vegan with keto, right? So I was trying to be keto with vegan. And I was just eat nuts. Yeah, like just just nuts because that's it. And then and the funny thing is like you attract that information, right? So you attract yeah. the books and the people talking about that. So then came to a lady came to me and say, eat nothing is bad. You know, my my oh my, what I'm going to eat now <laughs> if everything is bad. 
And then, you know, they yeah. talk about the green leaves are bad too. So, so I, I think I convinced myself, in fact, I know I convinced myself that I was just being healthy. Yeah. That I didn't actually have a problem. I was just being healthy. I was just following this clean, natural eating, fasting. Oh, it's all for health. That's true. And I don't, I think for a long time, I, I didn't ever admit to myself that I had a problem. Yes, me too. Like everything, and if someone came to you to say, this is not health. So say, are you kidding me? You tell me I'm not healthy when you are eating sugar, when you are like, yes, right? So I'm the healthy. You are like, uh, you are not the healthy. You can, you, 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 are, you don't have the strength to say, no, I'm not, I have the strength. <laughs> yeah. And then people would tell you how strong you were for saying no and resisting. Yeah. Like, they'd be like, I don't know how you do it. You're amazing. I could never do that. I mean, the price of you. Or the exercise, I remember be, between them, how you can say no, that's why you are so skinny. And you are, you are so, um, I forgot the word like right now, but um, it? you, uh, not it? like, like great, yes, but like you go to do exercise every day and wake up so early in the morning. And even like just that price of like, made you feel good. Like, yeah. okay, I'm doing the correct thing then. I'm going, I'm doing good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got up early as well just to fit in more exercise. Yeah. That was literally, the reason behind it was to fit in more exercise. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. I don't know now, back, thinking back, it's amazing how we can, how our bodies support all that, all okay. that of exercise without food. Like, how? Um, black coffee for me. And Black stress coffee. hormones, so much coffee. Yeah, a lot of coffee. It's all day coffee. <laughs> really strong as well. Yeah, really strong. And yeah, just coffee all day, cold and hot, whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Morning's hot, midday cold. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it felt like a different drink when you had it as an iced coffee. Uh, yeah, iced coffee. Yeah, that's true. Or sometimes express coffee. <laughs> if that. Mm. I also drank a lot of diet coke actually as well. Diet coke. But yeah. It had to be the diet one. The diet, yeah, the diet coke or the zero in in USA zero coke. I don't know if you have that. Yeah, we have name. yeah zero. Yeah, whatever it is like no calories will be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> or you know the protein shake all the time to be yes. honest I used to eat protein shake all the time and sometimes in this like now recovery I want some protein shake because I but it's funny because I'm sometimes it's this happened maybe two weeks ago I always bring my my cup with my protein shake just in case I want it but the funny thing is been two two weeks there and I never I'm not try it anymore I would only have the protein water. That's making me feel secure. So I just take it away. Like, I don't need this. If I want it, I got it. Why I need to carry to everywhere my protein shake? That's creepy. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? But I would only have the protein water because I was scared of the 
calories in the normal shakes I could yeah it just felt like too much for me yeah yeah and that's another thing right like just go and check how many calories or just checking the the label to see what ingredients they have and of course always see something wrong in the ingredients so you cannot get it. <laughs> yeah I took loads of vitamins as well to try and counteract the fact that I wasn't eating much but I would never take like ones with fish oils in or anything because of the oil being fattening. Yeah. I didn't eat any any protein, sorry, any vitamin, no. Uh, I just don't need it. <laughs> I'm healthy, uh, I don't need it. Uh, in my head, that was like, well, just that just makes sure I'm extra healthy, that I get all the nutrients I need through taking these vitamins. Wow. <laughs> You know what I'm start doing? The yogurt. I start doing my own yogurt. <laughs> I made my own yogurt. You you did your yeah yogurt. from scratch in like um like fermenting it and everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I in the what's the name of this pan? Big pan. I have got a ninja that yes, I did it yeah. in, and I remember like also like coconut. A special coconut meal, go to the market, bring that special coconut meal because those are Yeah. And to be honest, I doesn't like it. I didn't like it. I just eat it because it was the most healthy thing. Yeah, that was my regular food actually, was my homemade yogurt, um, a few berries, and a few nuts. And that was what I ate most days and some protein water. And did no. you uh, and did you try to do again the jogger for you? Again? Well, since I've had it, no, I haven't actually. I've not. No, I think it's no. good. I tried the other day the cauliflower rice. Oh, and it's horrible. That's now. a horrible memory. <laughs> it's horrible. not rice. It's cauliflower. Why did we do it? It's not rice. <laughs> it's not rice. rice. Yeah, and I remember that was delicious. Well, in that moment, yeah. Why, like maybe one month ago, it's like, why the heck is this? I did actually find some in the freezer last week, and I was like, this is going in the bin. I'm yeah. never eating that again. It's horrible. How bad? What about the 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 spaghettis, uh, the cabbage spaghettis, or this? Um, oh, courgette oh instead of spaghetti. <laughs> I realized courgette yeah it's not spaghetti it's courgette yeah and all that kind of things that in your mind is oh instead of this I, it is yeah and that makes me healthier yeah yeah um some I remember at one point I was trying to get more protein and I was making spaghetti for the family so I did an egg white omelette and cut it into really fine little strips to make it look like spaghetti and pretended I was eating spaghetti. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Can you imagine the work? I mean, how many hours our mind is spent? I know. Yeah. Instead of just grab the spaghetti, put it there. No, we spent hours to try just, to be honest, stupid things in this moment feel, but yeah. in this moment was our safe there oh my god it's crazy what about the, the numbers I, I used to well watch 
Absolutely. Yeah, and I don't have one on anymore, but yes. <laughs> no, and that was hard to attract. I think was really hard for me more than the scale was the Apple Watch. I was so addicted to that thing. Yeah, every if you, I always used to think if I haven't tracked it, if I haven't logged it, I haven't done it, so I have to do it again. Yeah, oh, the whole <laughs> the whole thing. If I hadn't tracked it and logged it, I would have to start again and do the whole thing again because it didn't count if I hadn't tracked it. Yeah, How crazy true. is that? <laughs> And maybe when, I don't know if that happened, but if your goal was X number of steps and you reach a double, you say, no, I think something is wrong in my, in my watch. Like you never believe when it's upper in my case. Like if I, yeah. step, I never believe it. I said, something is wrong, but it was less. Of course I believe like, mm, I need to move more. <laughs> Did you ever walk up and down the stairs at the end of the day just to reach the number? Yeah, I just <laughs> or run to outside, come back. What mm. excuses to move? I actually like, feel quite sorry for my dog. Market. I'm going to walk in. Sorry. I feel sorry for my dog because she had to walk so far. Bless <laughs> 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 her. What's the name of your dog? Yeah, she's still here. Um, oh, what's her name? Oh, it, well, I've got two now, um, but that was Evie. She's still about. Um, and she's very grateful not to have to walk for hours and hours and hours every day now. You should make an interview for, with Evie. She can tell us a lot of you. <laughs> oh, she really could. Oh. She really could. Um, Another thing I used to do was chewing gum all the time. I would actually have like oh, yeah, probably about three or four packets of chewing gum every day. Yeah, I um, used to do the same. Did and you? I, I did go so bad because I, I mean, I have anorexia, but I have my cup mechanism also to go to purge myself, right? Yeah. So... My teeth goes really, really bad. To be honest, I think I lost during these years maybe two, three pieces of tooth. So I, I need to put it back. Yeah, and really bad because it's not like I eat a lot. I'm pure myself. If I eat a spoon of something that I suppose not to eat, I will purge myself with exercise or will go to the bathroom, whatever will be easy in that moment. I will do it. So my teeth goes really, really bad. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, well, part of the consequences that we cannot escape. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I purge with exercise and laxatives, but not with vomit. I, vomit. I never laxatives. I do it with vomit, not laxatives. Oh, we got all three then between us. <laughs> Oh my god yeah like it's crazy because i can imagine like just a little spot on something make me that kind of scary things now right like how your mind can involve in that behaviors mm. that's normal and safe but there's on contrary they are not safe and normal 
And what about resting? Because I used to actually tell people that I didn't like the cinema because the thought of sitting still like that terrified me. And even when I did sit down, my I was constantly fidgeting and my legs were like constantly jigging all the time and stuff. And I, I was never still. The same as me. I used to like, you want more popcorns? I used to go to the cinema with my kids. Okay, I bring the popcorns. So you want a refill? I bring the refill. I need to go to the bathroom. I need, you know, like just to go in and back and always have excuse to go out and no sitting, like, even now it's difficult to, I used to be more sitting, but even now it still is a little difficult to rest. But yeah. I just do it to rest or just be sitting without even need to rest. <laughs> Did you, um, I also had like restless legs at night. So I'd be lying in my bed and my legs would just fidget and fidget and fidget all the time. Did you have anything no. like that? No. Tell me more. What's happening though? Um, it's like I think it's called restless leg syndrome, and I couldn't lie still, and my legs would just be twitching and fidgeting the whole time. Um, and I think it is mostly related to an iron deficiency. Although so I was obviously I'm probably low in everything, but um, yeah. So that in fact, my whole sleep is so much better now because I barely slept. Wow. Yeah, me, me too. Well, I read this, but to be honest, I always was a very good sleeper. Even that, like I fell asleep so fast since I was remembered. And, but I wake up so early. Yeah. And then I just sleep normal. Sometimes I wake up early, but just early, normal early, not crazy earliest <laughs> that I used to do. I used to go on... If I got like three hours in a night of sleep, that was a good night. And that would be broken into loads of pieces as well. And now yeah. I can sleep for seven hours quite easily. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. Like four hours was just amazing, right? And you feel good. Like someone maybe come and think, oh, well, you just lying that you feel good. No, I really feel good. I really feel powerful. I really feel like energetic it. But really that's not like you can just it's not like you're pretending but in some point your body just I don't know it used to or it's so intelligent to try to make you still alive I don't know but it's yeah. funny yeah our bodies are incredible the fact that they've kept us alive through everything we've done to them is just amazing it's just amazing it's just amazing. I was so scary when I started recovery to that my body doesn't work well, right? When I start feeding him again, I was so scared about what is going to happen with the food in my body. Yeah. But just my body started working. And that's like, oh my God, something that I always be grateful. Yeah. I am After so everything. Grateful. After everything. What about the spoon? I remember you told me something. Oh, about yes. Yeah, I could only eat off a teaspoon. I couldn't have a big spoon at all and a small plate. Yeah. Did you eat fast or do you eat slow? Oh, no, slowly, slowly. As slowly oh. as I could. And even though I ate off the teaspoon, I would actually only put about a third of the teaspoon of the food in my mouth at one time. 
and yeah. I counted the amount of time I chimes I chewed each mouthful as well or each nibble I suppose and if it was something that you didn't eat with a spoon you'd say it out with your fingers I would break it into really tiny pieces and just like break off tiny pieces um, and in fact when I went over to see Victoria we were eating bread I think um, and I was still breaking it into pieces and I saw her watching me and I was like what if she went that's an ed behavior and I was like oh <laughs> I haven't done it since but yeah I literally just broke everything up into really small pieces and that's it like tiny piece by tiny piece wow I used to put like a, a small plate and full with food so I can say like I am eating a full plate <laughs> yes small plate like this <laughs> and oh it's a full plate you can't yeah. say I'm not eating a full plate, it's a full plate. <laughs> and I used to um, like cut an apple up or like get a satsuma and break it all into the little segments and spread it across the plate so it looked more like a full plate. When yeah. in fact it was just an apple or just a satsuma. And then it looked like I was eating more than I was. Yeah, that's true. You know what, uh, maybe that's a friend told me, and I don't know how many times ago, but she told me, you know what, I always think something was weird with you. Because every time that I invite you to eat, you eat something and you just, and I notice that you put it in, the, in a napkin and just cover and put it in your, in your pack, in your yes. And I just say, well, she, she just didn't like, maybe she doesn't like my food or she don't want, she's like shy to say, I don't want it or something like that. <laughs> and that was so like shaming in something like oh my god yes and you know this but yeah I put all the uh, thank you and I put it in a, I am eating later or just pretending that no no one's in put all the food in my pocket and then just go on put it in there <laughs> I would put things on my children's plates because they were all boys and they all used to eat loads and loads and loads so I used to just sneak my food onto their plates <laughs> so I'd start off with a plate that looked like a small dinner Um, yeah. And I could, like, we went to a restaurant and I managed to not eat anything without anyone noticing by putting, because one of the boys said, hey, his piece of chicken's bigger than mine. I was like, oh, have some of mine then. <laughs> and then, that's not fair. He's got more chips than me. I was like, oh, here you go. Have some of mine. And then yeah. I would just sneak things onto their plates without anybody noticing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to ask anything because for sure they didn't finish, so I can eat from all the plates without. Not never happens. <laughs> so. <yeah. laughs> oh, moving away from the food side of things for a minute. I also had a crazy anxious mind, and I could catastrophize anything if Dave was late home. I could imagine all sorts of things would happen. And I just had these, all these movies playing in my head of how the world would be, or how my world would be moving on that were just mad. Quite simply, they were, if I look, I thought quite terrifying what I put myself through with these movies of, just death and torture and things from my anxious mind and I don't think like that at all anymore if he's late I just think oh he's late 
Yeah, that's true. I mean, it happens to me to, all the time before. Yeah, just catastrophe. And really, someone can be in our mind in that moment. I think mm. they will just think that we are crazy or yeah. scary people or, or creepy because just terrible. As you say, movies happen in my mind. Like, and I was playing the role. Like, in my mind, I was playing that role. It's not just yes. something. I was playing some role there. Like, just, but I don't know. I always play the role, like, be the strongest. Be the, like, the can manage everything. Yeah, 100%. Because Yeah, like, just steady and very strong. Yeah. Anything else would be weak, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 I totally believe that if I was anything less, that if I ever showed any vulnerability, that was a weakness. But I think I told you the other day about the magpies, didn't I? The birds, the magpies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a rhyme that says one for sorrow, two for joy. And if I saw a magpie, I would have to keep searching for a second magpie because I, I would actually get like so panicked and like start really breathing in a panicked way and start running around searching for a second magpie. Wow. Just because I was like, one's for sorrow, one's for sorrow. And something bad, if I don't find this, I'm going to be the cause of something bad happening to somebody. Wow. I, I cannot imagine something that happens like that to me. But that's scary. And it's an ED behavior, for sure. Yeah. Like, it's a compulsion, the OCD thing. Yeah, because I, I see single magpies all the time now and it doesn't bother me. Don't worry about it at all. Yeah, it's crazy. And what about the cleaning thing? Oh, yeah, everything had to be perfect all the time. I just, I was constantly making everything perfect. I'd get really, really grumpy with my family if they left something out. Yeah. This house is a mess and they would be... My car key is on the side. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like shouting at him because the house was a mess because his car key was left out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I never feel like my mom used to be very clean, clean and tidy and everything like that. And I never been like her, but it's something like I cannot go to sleep if it was one dish. Oh the, no! I need to clean up everything or the bed needs to be perfect or that kind of little details that I used to be very focused and it's not that detail will be crazy or for me like I need to be very punctual like one minute after the time that will be take out the worst of me yeah if it's 10, it's 10. cannot be 10 one that's late <laughs> it's um it's quite frightening how much we were controlled yeah by an illness it's crazy because it's in all our lives it's not as you say now it's not just the food it's all of all our Everything. life all our life is just controlled by that and our family is like all around is also control. It's just not us. It's how we control the others around yeah. us. Yeah. Yes, yeah. definitely. And I used to delay things all the time. It's like, um, 
oh, I'll, I'll sit down and rest or I'll read my book because I love reading. I'll read my book when I finish cleaning the kitchen. And I finish cleaning the kitchen and I'm like, oh, no, I need to do the hallway first then. Then I'll read my book. And no, I need to um, just quickly sort out some more washing. Then I'll read my book. Or I need to make everyone else's dinner and then I'll read my book. And I'll go through the whole day delaying it and delaying it of any form of rest or relaxation or anything that could be classed as self-care. Any form of self-care, I'd push it back and back and back until the day had ended and there was no more time and it had never happened. And I did that day after day after day. After years, after months. Yeah. Yeah, everything was delayed. And what about when I used to buy or someone give me a present, I never use it because I never find the correct moment or the special moment to wear oh. even if it was a t-shirt like you know t-shirt for the gym or for whatever I I have to be honest I have clothes with with label maybe since two years ago that I never use it because I never feel that was the correct moment so I just go with the old clothes because oh. it's not working it's, it's sad isn't it, it when you look back yes and sometimes I'm finding doing the same. I say, no, you can do the same. Go and wear yes. that thing right now. And go and use that thing right now. Stop yeah. doing that thing. Because that's the difference, isn't it? You, you're never not going to have these thoughts come up occasionally. Nowhere near like they used to. But every now and again, something will pop up and... But now you notice it, don't you? And it's just like, oh, thank goodness, I don't need to do that now. Yes. (laughs) It's like catching you like, oh, what I'm doing now? Yeah. And it's such a relief. Yes. It's a big relief when you, oh, my God. Yeah. And I don't know if that happens to you, but now go to the restaurants. It's enjoyable. Yeah. I don't even have to look up the menu online before and study it for ages and ages and think, well, maybe I could ask them to do this and without that on it and without that on it. And maybe I could just have dust. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just looking, looking everyone and just praying that the time goes fast so we can go out. Yeah. And, that, and now it's enjoyable. Like, I cannot describe how different it is, but it's just feels good feels safe go to the restaurants like yeah you know safe can actually feel like part of a group a part of the family and actually like a a real person rather than I always used to feel like even when I went with people that almost like I was in this glass dome and I was separate like I wasn't really part of anything and that's just the eating disorder and the anxieties that separated me in my mind because they didn't ex- people didn't exclude me I excluded myself that's true that's that's really important that you say that because it's true like you're separated by yourself yeah and in some point that makes you feel different yeah with the anorexia thing thoughts 
just to be good, be different. Like make you feel good, be different because you don't want to be like the others. It's something that in some point you were sad, but in the other part it's like, you're looking for that. You don't want yeah. to be like the others want. You want yeah. to be, make the difference on you doing all these kind of creepy behaviors or OCD behaviors. And yeah, you explode yourself. That so many things like going to vacations, enjoy the vacation, going to the beach, have fun with the kids, that kind of things used to be so difficult. Oh, absolutely. I'll go back to the room and get the towel. I, I'm going to go for a walk. I'll do this. I'll do that. Oh, I'll meet you in lunch. Start without me. Yeah. Oh, it was constant. The, the incredible amount of, I suppose, lies that I told, not only to people around me, but to myself. Yes. Hugely to myself, actually. To excuse and validate the eating disorder and to make it acceptable. For you. Yeah. For me. Yeah, acceptable for us. Yeah, we speak a lot of lies. And we believe that lies. Yeah. And we make up the lives to make looks prettier. But I don't know, it's some to be honest, something inside of you always, you know that something was wrong. Even if you make up these lies beautiful, really deep on you, like, I don't know, I cannot tell you like, oh, you, I'm wrong. It's not that you say that, but you feel something inside that even if you put that little makeup there, was something not working well on you. <laughs> Yeah, I always I always knew something was missing, something was wrong, but I just thought I was wrong, that I was kind of fundamentally broken or wrong in some way, that it was just me. Yeah. And it it took me a long time to realize that it was all still the eating disorder. Because in my mind I'd got past that, but it it never went and it was always there. It just hid under different names of being a vegan, being healthy, being an amazing mum who would run around after her children all day. It just kept hiding like a chameleon. It put on so many disguises. That's true. That's true. And I think something important to say is like the anorexia, it's just also brings so many busyness together. So it's like yeah. working together and in some point these two things are so bad like overvalued in our society that you lost you get lost in this like be a skinny it's so overvalued and be being busy and being occupied all the time is also very priced like everybody yes. price. so these two things that keep keep you in this cycle yeah it's also praising and giving so much attention to the yeah. others and encourage like when you try to go out is something like put you back like oh no this is good this is good this is good this is good yeah and keep you trapped there so it's like a little 
cage. When you have the keys, you always have the keys in your hand, but you, when you try to use it, it's like, oh, don't go out. You are doing great. Don't go out. You are okay. And even if the people want to give, like, give you prices in a good way, because they want to try to be nice or like really yeah. be or whatever, you take that as excuse to keep you in that cage all the time, even yeah. if you have the key in your hand all the yeah. time. All the time. Oh, it's been so amazing talking to you about this today. If any of this has resonated with any of you listeners um, and you would like any help at all to step out of the eating disorder, because honestly, any of this stuff is, is not living a full life and being without it and being recovered has made so much difference and life is literally unrecognizable. So if you would like any help, do contact me or contact Carla. Carla is also a fantastic recovery coach. Oh. And either one of us will be super, help, super happy to help guide you on your journey. And please do rate this podcast five stars so that we can reach more people and help more people. Thank you so much, Carla, for being on. I've loved it. Thank you, Julia. Thank you. And I just want to reframe what you say please contact Julia she's an amazing first woman like you are going to if you work with her you are going to have the honor to know her a lot she's an amazing coach and I think it's like a a perfect mirror of the recovery is possible it's so possible it really is and everyone deserves the chance yeah so take take her hand i'm a coach i'm used to coach in spanish but if you need me you need julia please call her don't don't stop because julia is the best i know and she's going to help anyone amazing thank you carla and i'm going to put your contact details in the show notes for anyone to grab hold of Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please do remember to give me a follow and a five star rating. This will enable me to reach more people that need help. If you would like to talk to me about how to work with me and you're ready to take the next step, just check out my website at juliatrahane.com. Thank you for listening. I'm so grateful.